0: There. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy
1: And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us,
0: as, as they, they should
1: be. be. righty. okay. What are we doing this week, Shay?
0: True crime. Oh, is that what we do here? Yep, okay. I will tell you. I started watching under the banner of Heaven. yeah, um, I remember this. i re- there was a whole docu series. that is that right? Like they took there was a whole series over that. The murder that that, mo- that show is based off of.
1: Really? Yes. Wow. Yep. Yeah. There's a whole book, too. I'm going to read the book. Oof. bet the book has a lot of shit in it. Oh, I bet it does. That they didn't show. Too.
0: Yeah. I bet it does. It's crazy. Super crazy. Yes. But so good. Um, okay. Do we have any podcast news or updates or...
1: Actually, I do have some pretty big news. Oh my
0: gosh. Are we sharing the big news? Can we share the big news, Shy? Yes, we should share the big news, Shan. Okay. So next week, mm-hmm. July the 5th, uh-huh. that's the day after Independence Day. In
1: I N D E P E N D E N C E. Oh no, that's not how it works. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, next week, July the 5th. Yes. It is a Tuesday. Yes. It's the day you go back to work. Yes. So just go ahead and download the episode before you go into work. Uh-huh. We will be publishing mm-hmm. a crossover episode. A crossover episode, you guys. It's so exciting. We recorded mm-hmm. a crossover episode with Raven from the Sirens podcast. It was amazing.
0: She is amazing. We love her. So much fun. She is a queen. Yes. So, listen to that. Mm-hmm. And
1: then when her episode comes out of our crossover on the 11th, which is a Monday. The following Monday. Mm-hmm, you've got to go listen
0: to that on her podcast yes. as well. Because it's a two-parter. If you didn't get that, if you didn't pick up on that already, it's a two-parter. Nice little Oklahoma mystery mm-hmm. um, crime mm-hmm. that spanned how many years 10 years oh lots more than, than that 20 yeah something lots of years lots of years um and it's a good one it's hopefully
1: one of our best because it definitely is personal to us yes for sure yeah so You definitely want to listen to that. And if you haven't already, go over to the Sirens podcast and hit subscribe Mm -hmm. so that you will get the next episode in the list. Yeah. And stay tuned for this episode. It's going to be
0: great. It's going to be a good one. It's spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Shy, you ready to do some true crime? I'm ready to do this. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well... This week. So we just got back from a trip to Arkansas Mm -hmm. for a swim meet. Did she go across that terrifying bridge again? Um, No, actually, we headed north. So we took the route through Tulsa Mm. because where we were going was northern Arkansas. And so you kind of the easiest way to get there is through Tulsa, Turnpike, you know, all those. Sure. Um, And... We we stayed in Bentonville, which is a really cute town, by the way. It's a college town. Uh, well, I yeah. have no clue. Um, didn't know it was the mountain bike capital of the world. If you're a mountain biker, I mean, I mean, sure, go stay there. They had some really cool stuff, and it's only about an hour outside of Eureka Springs. So,
1: and we love Eureka
0: Springs. We do. And so, on one of the days, my daughter didn't have to swim in the afternoon, we decided to take our kids to Eureka Springs and let them, you know, um kind of see and experience Eureka Springs, which was really fun. It was Pride. It's Pride Month, right? And happy so pride mm-hmm, happy pride, everybody. And so they were going to have um. A drag show at one of the local bars, which we were there pretty early in the afternoon. But there were um, drag queens walking up and down the the tiny little streets. My kids just had a blast. So, that. But while we were there, before we left, I was like, I want to show them the Crescent Hotel. Yeah. The famous Crescent Hotel. The creepy Crescent Hotel. Yes. Yes. So that being said. I will
1: not ever be staying there.
0: I don't think I could. Mm-mm. I don't think I could stay there. I think I'd be too too scared, for sure. So, but I wanted to do this week's story, go a little outside the state of Oklahoma to Eureka Springs and discuss the Crescent Hotel. The
1: creepy Crescent Hotel.
0: The creepy Crescent Hotel. And one of the batshit owners that owned the Crescent Hotel for a hot period of time. Okay. Um, so, I'm interested. Tell yes. me more. So... If you ever get to experience your Eureka Springs, please, if you don't want to stay at the Crescent Hotel, at least have dinner there. Maybe take a tour. They do have ghost tours, which is going to be part of our story, talking about the creepy paranormal activity. And also just you can walk the grounds out there. There's a huge garden, little park area outside. It is beautiful. It is Mm -hmm. a beautiful hotel. Mm -hmm. So let's discuss the Crescent Hotel. Go get them. Okay. the The original open date, um, what for the Crescent Hotel was May first of eighteen eighty six.
1: Yeah, she's old.
0: She's an old girl. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So, at the time, it would cost two hundred and ninety four thousand dollars to build the Crescent Hotel.
1: Shit, that's like $47 million or something in today's <laughs> I money. I know. In with inflation a- and shit. Mm-hmm. Just with 2020 to 2022 inflation, that rose from like, you know, yeah, 10 million to 47 million. Yeah. True. In inflation dollars. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just in a year.
1: Just in the one year.
0: Yeah. So it was constructed at one of the highest points in the town of Eureka Springs. So it overlooks the whole town, Mm, which mm -hmm. I didn't realize. They did that on purpose. They, the people that built it were part of this, the huge railroad boom of of the time. And they built this hotel to basically target the affluent group of railroad executives and families that would Mm. be passing through
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. Arkansas. Okay. Makes sense. So So it was very elaborate for the time, right? They had stonemasons that they brought in from Ireland that built the five-story fireproof, they -hmm. called it fireproof, hotel. It was outfitted with the latest Edison lamps. It had a heating system by steam, like all of these you know. Was
1: this? You probably said this, and I, um, you know, Space. missed it. But mm-hmm. was this intended to be a hotel or
0: was it intended to be a home? It was intended to be a hotel. Okay. It was going to be a year-round hotel resort. Excuse me. It was a year-round. They wanted it to be a year-round resort. Okay. Okay. Fair okay. So it had a billiard room and a bowling alley in the basement. Hmm. That led out to a park that surrounded the hotel with tennis courts and gardens, okay, okay, So like just very posh mm-hmm. for the time. It was very much just for the wealthy. They even for the ground grand opening gala, um a presidential candidate at the time, don't know who the guy was, don't care. He actually spoke at the opening. There's no one I know. So random. But they were able to get him there. Okay. So for the next fifteen years, the Crescent Hotel was the resort to go to for the rich. Hmm. And it like
1: in fucking Arkansas,
0: huh? In Arkansas. Hmm. Yeah. So they kind of would advertise at these um healing springs what was where you needed to go like you you know what i'm saying so it was very much Mm -hmm. um that kind type of like medicinal like you're gonna get better and
1: drink the mineral waters mm -hmm. and all that yeah yeah
0: bathe in the mineral waters it'll it'll heal your asthma yes okay Yeah. yeah yeah so it was a very popular place to go to for 15 years which is that's pretty good for those times However, in 1902, business started slowing down, especially Mm -hmm. during the winter. And so the hotel was then leased to the Frisco Railroad Company, who would soon open it as the Crescent College for Women. Mm. Okay. And like the once bustling Crescent Hotel, the college would also cater to the Elite and rich of the times okay. of that time. Okay? okay. So it was mainly women that were going to school there for an education degree.
1: For a teaching degree? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yes. Yeah. And it remained a college from 1902 until 1934. Hmm. So nice little. Interesting. Spin- yeah. Like this huge, you know, I guess it wasn't huge for a college, but little college for women. It's nice. Anyways, it would sit empty for a few years until in 1937, a man by the name of Norman Baker would purchase the hotel. Okay. Norman was the founder of the Baker Institute in Muscatine, Iowa. He had claimed to have found the cure for cancer. And wanted to turn the Crescent Hotel into the Baker Hospital.
1: Ew. Mm-hmm. I'm, ew. Yeah. I'm already grossed it's out. going to get worse.
0: Yuck. What they didn't know was that Baker was just a con man. A kook that yep, he wanted was a to quack. do
1: experiments on people.
0: He was a quack. Gross. Yep. So, a little bit about Norman Baker. Okay. He was the youngest of 10 children. Mhm. Born in November of 1882. Okay. Okay. In Muscatine, Iowa to pretty uh wealthy parents. Like his dad was an inventor and had around 126 patents. Okay. And then his mom, before having children, was a very well-known writer of the time. So, hmm. Nice little wealthy family, tenth, the baby of of the family. He would kind of follow in his father's footsteps and he invented the calliophone. What is that? The calliophone is like a steam organ. So you see him at like um, I want to say it like carnival um, circuses or it's uh, like the fun little
1: the ones that you always see, like, in the oldie to- old-timey mm-hmm. cartoons where yes. they're got blowing them. steam out of the... Yep. Okay. Yes. I understand what you're saying now.
0: So he invented that. Okay. So this was kind of how he first became wealthy, was this calliophone. Okay. He also dabbled in vaudeville and was a vaudevillian magician.
1: Because why wouldn't you be? Yeah. If you're an eccentric rich guy, what else is there to yeah. do? Yeah.
0: Like just going to entertain people with magic. Okay. Okay. And also was um, a radio host and had his own radio station. Because what else are you going to do if you're a wealthy? Right. Well, they do. Well, let's just talk about his radio station for a minute, <laughs> shall we? Was it crazy pants? Uh Uh-huh. So, (laughs) located in his hometown, the call sign was KTNT. Okay. Which, are you ready for it? Uh Uh-huh. Stood for Know the Naked Truth. He began to use this platform as a place to not only smear other radio stations, because apparently at the time... There was no regulation, and some radio stations could come in on top of yours and, like, oh, yeah, out. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yes. So he was constantly, like, whatever, in conflict, obviously, with other radio stations. So he'd smear these radio stations.
1: Like they could increase their signal strength mm-hmm. to take over your signal.
0: Yep. Okay. Yes. But he would also become a speaker for a form of populism. That didn't trust, and let me just ask you if this sounds so familiar of the times, that didn't trust science, education, they didn't trust Jews, or Catholics. So basically his radio station was just this huge big conspiracy theory station. (gasps) He's like Mm
1: -hmm. that guy. He's like that guy that... Rush Limbaugh? No, 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 no. (laughs)
0: The guy. What guy? Oh, what the fuck is it? Do you name? need to Google it? Google it. Shit. So basically he was just throwing shade at all the reputable people and the professionals. Right? Like, you can't trust the sciences. And would reiterate time and time again that he wanted to help the common man. Mm. Tell me that doesn't sound like someone that recently held office. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So also during his radio station days, he created the magazine TNT or the Naked Truth. Thank you. Yes. Very good, Jane. You're so smart. I know the brand. Mm-hmm. So with this TNT magazine and radio station. He would begin going out on the road, speaking for this populist group on issues such as vaccinations, (laughs) fluoride in the water. And he also spoke about aluminum cookware, which he believed caused cancer. Mm -hmm.
1: What year was this?
0: This was in 19... 30-something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I know. So he was... I
1: swear to God, if someone t- tries to take the fluoride out of my fucking water, I'm going to lose my mind because my teeth are amazing and it's probably all because of fluoride.
0: I'm. I'm just saying, when you have <laughs> the genetics of the British, which I've talked to my dentist before I have my dentist... Teeth are not on your side. Teeth, gums are not on your side. So you need all the help you can get. This is coming from my dentist. Fluoridated water is yes, your friend. It is our friend. It keeps our teeth nice and shiny and healthy. Yeah. Okay. Just saying. Please don't. Wow. Don't come for
1: my fucking fluoride. Please man. don't. Don't do it.
0: No. I want to keep my teeth. Mm. I don't want anyways. Yikes. Okay. Off on that. This is big yikes. Yeah, he was fucking nuts. Okay, so while traveling, Baker would run across a man by the name of Charles Ozias. And I hope I said it's O-Z-I-A-S. I mean, how how else can you say that? I don't know. Uh, ran across him in Kansas City. Ozias had advertised that he had found a cure for cancer. hmm Yes.
1: The cancer that the aluminum pots were causing? Yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. That's unfortunate when you have to put aluminum tinfoil on your head for all your fucking crazy conspiracies.
0: Right? Like, what does that do? Yeah. Anyways. Weirdos. So, being the um, savior that this man is, he told his followers that he was going to investigate Osias And print the findings in the TNT magazine. Okay. So he said he needed, I needed five volunteers that can go through this cancer treatment.
1: Okay. And I'm
0: going to foot the bill. Okay. Well, within no time, he had his volunteers for Osias. Okay. Yes. However, within a year... All five of the patients would be dead. And Baker would run the story on the front page of the TNT saying, Cancer is cured. What? Girl, yes. What? Knowing every one of these patients died, ran the story, Cancer is cured. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah he had found a way he had found the ultimate con i am pretty sure it was like (laughs) oh because these people paid like he paid big bucks to have these people treated okay Mm -hmm.
1: what Mm -hmm. the fudge
0: yep so he soon concocted this plan That would end up swindling people out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. He bought the cure, the cure, (laughs) from Osias and opened the Baker Institute in Muscatine and would advertise on his radio station that he could cure cancer and other diseases with injections.
1: I wonder what were in the injections. I I I will
0: tell you. Hold, I will tell you. So, having a rather large following, people would start showing up in droves to this institute. Okay? What they didn't realize was that the staff at the Baker Institute was mainly osteopaths, chiropractors, and physicians from diploma mills not knocking chiropractors because they do wonders but when it comes to cancer there should be <laughs> there should be someone on staff that actually that's an md that's like an oncologist right
1: yeah at the minimum an yeah
0: actual doctor yeah like yes so somehow the american medical association caught wind of this And open an investigation. Okay. Okay. Thank goodness. Right. Well, during the investigation and the soon to follow trial, Mm -hmm. he would go on the airway and just start bashing all these local doctors and the American Medical Association that they were trying to keep these like homeopathic cures from the common man and they were trying to make all this money when in fact he was making a bunch of money
1: jesus this all sounds very fucking familiar right holy shit Mm,
0: yes well he soon was like i said he got charged and went to trial for practicing without a medical practicing medicine without a license is what he was charged with so He was found guilty. Not
1: fraud or anything else? Nope. Okay. I guess they can't really prove that he doesn't have the cure for cancer. Right. In his injections. Right.
0: Mm. Okay. Okay. So he was found guilty and was sentenced to one year in prison. Okay. So once he was released, he was pretty much driven out of Muscatine. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm saying the name of this town right it doesn't matter. But I think you're right. And decided to try his luck in Mexico. So, <laughs> while in Mexico, he ran the same scam and smear came, campaign like on a radio station. He got a bigger better radio station in Mexico and continued his same con.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Well, I couldn't really find how long he was in Mexico. It was just a brief period, but pretty much the people in Mexico got tired of it. And they were like, no, you've got to get out. Like ran him out of Mexico real quick. Yeah, because no one's
1: here for that bullshit. Yeah,
0: no. However, apparently, um, back in the States, he would find the Crescent Hotel and the town of Eureka Springs. Oh. Okay. This was during the Great Depression and Baker wanted to help the town, Mm -hmm. right? He was going to bring it back to its glory. Sure. In the Great Depression. Because he's very, he's a selfless person. Of course he is. Gosh. Mm. So Baker would create the Baker Hospital. And this is what got me because, you know, I'm all about antique aesthetic, like you got to keep. Some shit original, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This was a grandiose hotel. Mm-hmm. He painted almost every room in this luxury hotel purple. Because, and I forgot to point out something very important. I, too, am also a very fashion conscious person. His signature look was a white suit, mm-hmm. a purple shirt, sure, and a lavender tie. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And then he goes in and he paints the inside of the Crescent Hotel a purple.
1: I see no problem with this, but I really love purple. So I'm into it. I just no, Not with all this beautiful woodwork. No. (laughs) What are you doing? What are you doing? You're crazy. I'm into it. I'm low key. Like, (sighs) "Mm, I wish I could stay at a Purple Crescent
0: Hotel. No. No okay so being the very paranoid person that he was Mm -hmm. because of all of the scams he'd been running for years i guess i don't know yeah he would add an escape route through a hidden uh, excuse me a hidden staircase in his office and allegedly had the windows in his office changed to bulletproof glass windows shit so like super paranoid paranoid yeah it's hilarious okay. they had bulletproof glass back then in the 1930s like 37 mean... i i think so i don't know this is alleged i mean it could be oh, totally okay. totally made up it's fine okay this makes for a good story okay i love it
1: uh-huh so, <laughs> I don't know the history of bulletproof glass, so I have no I fucking don't either. clue, but that's sort of shocking to me, I guess.
0: Yeah, I don't either. Um he once he gets all of this done, like he's got his purple hotel now or his purple hospital, he's getting people on board. He decides to create these very elaborate brochures and flyers mm-hmm. and mail them out advertising Eureka Springs as the Switzerland of America and the Baker <laughs> uh-huh. and the Baker Hospital as where sick folks get better
1: wait what does he mean by the Switzerland Dude, of America I
0: don't know I'm pretty sure he's never been to Switzerland in his life and just was going off books or magazines I I don't know because it's in the heels like I I don't know, but this was his this was his advertising. Mm-hmm. I'm so confused. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Maybe cause the air is supposed to be cleaner. Uh maybe? I don't know.
1: I, mm, mm-hmm. I, I'm okay
0: Yeah. I'm so a- keep going. Yes. These um brochures claim that cancer could be cured without cutting without radium or x-rays
1: is that how they cured is that how they treated cancer before mm-hmm. is with x-rays yeah is that how we do Apparently, it now i don't think so like with radiation yeah i mean i don't know what all goes into that but i
0: don't think it's that i think maybe it in the 30s it was done with x-rays
1: seems counterintuitive but it's fine okay
0: i mean well,
1: i don't know dude i don't i'm not a doctor but it sounds like i could have worked at his clinic
0: Yes, you 100% could have. So it's true. So once again, people came in masses to try this new medical miracle. Yes. What was in it? I will tell you.
1: Oh, my God. Tell me. I I, have to know. You will find out. Is it fluoride?
0: You will. (laughs) (laughs) He needed the fluoride for himself, (laughs) not the water. So, like I said, people coming in masses, having these injections, and just, like, not getting better (laughs) at all. Okay?
1: Hashtag no
0: shit. Yeah, yeah. So, he would soon, like... The AMA, or the American Medical Association, Mm -hmm. was kind of hot on his trail again, right? (laughs) Because he keeps
1: doing the same shit.
0: Right. So, yeah. So, he, they aren't able to get him on any type of malpractice or, like, practicing without a license situation, I guess, in Arkansas, So we're going to the hero of the day to get this guy in prison was the U.S. Postal Service because he committed mail fraud,
1: man, just when you least expect it mail fraud is there for you. Yep. Mail fraud and wire fraud, I feel like are the unsung heroes of a lot of cases that bring down a lot of bad fucking people.
0: 100%. If
1: you're doing shady shit through the mail Mm -hmm. or through banking, Mm -hmm. mail fraud or wire fraud is going to get your ass.
0: Yeah. Apparently you can't send brochures around the country saying you have a cure for cancer (gasps) and then having people pay you.
1: Oh, because you're, like, soliciting a fraud across yep. st- state lines.
0: Yes. Ooh. Yes.
1: What a shady fuck. hmm Okay.
0: So that's how they were able to get him. Ooh. Right? Yeah. So at trial, they had previous patients come in from the institute. Uh-huh. One of these, um, actually, this the spouse of a patient was um john tunis and he had taken his wife uh lula to see to the baker institute as like a last ditch effort yeah to to find a cure and she um she would be injected five to seven times a day and what they did is they were in, they were injecting I'm like air quoting injecting into the tumor this elixir but as soon as she was done with these injections and he would take her home she'd have to go straight to bed because she had gotten worse so this was like the spring of 1930 In his testimony, spring of 1930s, when he took her in, she was dead by Christmas. Like, did nothing but make her sicker. I mean, it made her feel sick, right? Hmm. Yeah.
1: So, like, five to ten times a day they're injecting her with stuff? Yes.
0: Yeah. And so, at the Baker Hospital, he was doing the same to all of these people coming (gasps) in. Like, all these people, like, injections, injections, injections.
1: Did he have medical staff working with him, or was it just, like, him and some rando people?
0: Yeah, it was just him and some rando. I think he had nurses, but just, like, rando people. Ugh. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. So, he got rich real quick, and U.S. Postal Inspector said he had made around $500,000 in 1 year
1: which is like 60 billion dollars in today's money right? with inflation
0: right he ran that hospital for 2 years
1: 500 grand in 2 years in 1930 no, no, no. money
0: 500 in 1 year oh so, so he made like a million basically a million or more
1: or around years.
0: in 2 years in 1930s money in 1937 money that's a lot of money.
1: Gross.
0: Yep. So.
1: He had a shit ton of people paying money to him to come get cured and they all died,
0: I bet. Yes. Every one of them died. Every about, human being died. There was about 40 people that passed, Yeah, that they know of, that passed. Yes. So, um, Postal Service swooping in, getting him on that mail fraud. He was found guilty. They were able to charge him, convict him. He was sentenced to four years for mail fraud at Leavenworth. Mm. And at the trial, he had to explain the ingredients in that elixir. Are you ready? You ready to know what was in the the magical elixir, Shan?
1: Is it just mineral water from the fucking springs? Nope. No. Tell me more then.
0: Okay. It was... A mixture of brown corn silk, red clover, ground-up watermelon seeds, peppermint, glycerin, and carbolic acid. What? Uh Uh-huh. Like that... I'm sorry, but injecting glycerin or peppermint into a vein itself would be excruciating, I would imagine.
1: Carbolic this... acid is what they put in, like, sodas, right?
0: Oh.
1: Isn't Ew. It? I don't know. I think that's one of
0: the ingredients in, like, Do I need a to soda. Go? Anyways, that's what was in his magic elixir. Gross. So basically he was torturing these people five to seven or more times a day.
1: He didn't care. He was getting paid. No,
0: he didn't. At all. And what? he would brag about it. The
1: fuck? What was he telling people was in the?
0: Oh, I don't know. It never said.
1: Probably like, oh, it's a.
0: Yeah, it's a mixture. Yeah, it's the spring water is going to heal you or it's my own. I can't. I can't disclose the ingredients type of situation. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. The fuck? I know. So that's the crazy story about the Crescent Hotel.
1: So all of those people died in the, did they die in the Crescent Hotel or did they die at home? Or some, did some of them?
0: Some died at the hotel, some died at home. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. So let's get onto the fun stuff, which is the hauntings. Shit. Okay.
1: Are they just being haunted by cancer patients that were being shot up with a, bullshit elixirs?
0: I mean, probably. <gasps>
1: probably so girl you know i hate hauntings you used to make me watch paranormal investigation shows and Mm. i would have nightmares every fucking night
0: i just i just love them so and i've so i've been to the crescent hotel twice for ghost tours within like seven or eight years apart from each other and it's still like so creepy both times i went it was so much fun but i can't stay there's no way i could stay the night there I just
1: couldn't.
0: Um, so we he was convicted in 1940.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So from 1940 to about 1946, the building sat empty. Okay. Okay. From in 1946, it was purchased by a group of investors, I think. And they began a lengthy like renovation. So lengthy that in the spring of 67, they were still working on it. And the hotel almost burned down. Right. So. They had to work really hard to get all that purple paint off everything. Probably. Yeah. Restore all the hardwoods. Yep. And so from 67 to 97, though, I couldn't find anything. So I don't know if it said empty or I don't know. I'm guessing it said empty. There's no telling. But in 1997, a couple by the name of Marty and Elise Roenick purchased the hotel for $1.3 million and began a six-year renovation. Okay.
1: In, two, you said,
0: 2003? In 1997. Oh, sorry. That's fine. Wow. Um. Sadly, though, in 2009 marty died in a car crash yeah and so elise as far as i can tell is still the owner of the crescent um in 2016 it was put on the national register of historic places and now it's kind of this popular place for a lot of paranormal enthusiasts
1: like you, you creepy bitch. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Um, they have, it's, they've kind of restored it to its former glory, right? Back to the original Crescent Hotel days. Mm-hmm. And there's weddings that take place there. They have a huge ballroom, these amazing gardens that they have weddings in. And they have a spa too that they're known for apparently. So just saying. Um, but a fun fact in 2019 a so a little gardening crew was kind of excavating an area behind the crescent mm-hmm. that wasn't part of the grounds or part of the gardens and they found 500 bottles mhm specimen bottles um like i guess uh, medicine bottles mm-hmm. Still intact, like they still had, they're still closed. Some of them obviously had broken, but some of them were about the size of a jam jar. Some were just like little, the little fun medicine bottles. Mm -hmm. Some of them had just a clear liquid inside or like a liquid, but others appeared to have tissue samples and tumors (sighs) still intact. There's videos, like you guys can go, like, there's pictures and videos. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And they also found some film that while it was pretty much deteriorated, they were able to process a portion of it. Mm-hmm. And on the film, what they could make out was it said something like "before, before Baker Method or something like that. Yeah. It was crazy trying to find exactly what it said um i'm a
1: pass uh, on all of this
0: before baker treatment is what is what the picture said no Mm -hmm.
1: i'm a no on this
0: yeah so Mm -mm. i was like this is insane so yeah so they had that and that was just a, a few years ago that they found those like 500 bottles so they and it wasn't just that somebody had thrown them out there the they brought in actual esca, excavators mm-hmm. like um you know yeah and they said the way that they were in the ground is they they buried them specifically to hide them and not just throwing them
1: yeah they were right. like placed there with care yes yeah so yes. they could dig them up later and be fucking creepy later
0: or they hid them so they wouldn't be found
1: they didn't do a very good job.
0: Well, they did a good enough job that it wasn't found for... 50 years, a- yeah. I guess. More than that. Yeah.
1: 1937.
0: 70 years. Yeah. Jesus. 80 years. No, no, no. Yeah.
1: We're not good at math.
0: Nope. Not at all. <laughs> Yay. Hmm. Um. So, yeah. So, that's a fun fact. So, the hauntings. Okay. So, a lot of people... The like the most sided ghost, I guess I should say, the mm-hmm. one that people see the most is supposedly an Irish stonemason <sighs> that lost his life during the build. Oh. They named him Michael. I don't don't know why that name, but whatever. They whatever. named him Michael. Um, the area where he fell and where he passed is now room two eighteen and it's said to be one of the most haunted rooms. Like the lights turn on and off, the television turns on and off, the bed shakes. Um people said they've seen a hand come through the mirror. Like
1: I'm a no. All the uh, craziness. I am a hard no on all, all, all of this.
0: Mm-hmm. So, that's on the second floor. So on the third floor, some have seen a woman dressed in white. They believe this is a former nurse that worked for Baker. She's usually only spotted at 11 p.m. And this is the time they specifically moved deceased patients out of the hospital. Mm -hmm. And when she reaches the end of the hallway, she quickly vanishes. Okay. People that may not see her do hear what they think is squeaky wheels going down the hallway, like from a gurney or something of the sort rolling Mm -hmm. down the hallway. No. Mm -hmm.
1: I'm a no. Yep.
0: Some have seen butlers carrying butter, (laughs) like waiters carrying butter down hallways. They have seen a man in the lobby in formal victorian attire with a top hat everything all the things from the 1880s 80s and when they approach him to like hey like you know why are you dressed this way or whatever he just he just sits qu- quietly as if he doesn't see them and then it vanishes they have also seen Victorian dancers in the dining room and um one of the wait staff there at one time said she saw a Victorian couple's reflection in the mirrors um they also have seen a child in the kitchen skipping and playing in the kitchen mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. nope mm-hmm. i'm
1: out on i'm a hard pass on all ghosts but I'm a real fucking hard pass on kids' ghosts. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm a no on that.
0: Yeah. Mm-mm. After Pet Cemetery can't do with I can't deal with kid type of or that or the sh- not the shot. Yeah, it was The Shining, wasn't it? With the little twins. Anyway, Ugh. fuck all of that. all of the things. Um, ghosts have also been seen in rooms 202 and 424, like just. Things being moved, um, just being like, there's one room where they'll set their suitcases in one area, and when they come back to the room, their suitcases will be blocking their door. Like they'll open their door from the outside, and their suitcases are but like up against the door.
1: No, I'm Crazy. all right. I'm all right.
0: Yes, Mm-mm. some have even seen Doctor Baker walking around the halls. In his signature white suit, purple shirt, and lavender tie. Mm. hmm Yeah. Mm-mm. Yep.
1: No, not doing any of that. Yeah. That is not a destination that's on my list.
0: I loved it. I loved the little ghost tours. It was fun. Um, never once saw any apparitions. Never once saw a ghost. Got to go down to the... Basement area where they, you know, did the um, autopsies and such, or whatever. I don't know that I think that's how they explained it in the tour. And they turn the lights off where it's completely black. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's a fun time. If you like that thing, if you're into it, Mm-mm. highly recommend. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, love it. Um, but that Shan is the story the crescent hotel
1: i always knew the crescent was haunted i didn't know why it was haunted yes so, that is why because he brought all the bad all the he bad brought Juju. so much bad energy to that so fucking place so much bad energy like they need to burn some sage and like rub some crystals and do some shit mm, around there because that yeah. is so much bad energy
0: all the bad energy for sure Ugh. but i mean if they they did that it wouldn't be haunted anymore right and that's how they're yeah, they they kind of definitely use,
1: live in their best lives with that hauntedness. Yeah,
0: some people dig it, you know. Some people like being you know, shook awake at 2 in the morning by something they can't see. Sure. No, I'm I'm all right. I I really like to sleep and anyone that disturbs my sleep especially to scare me would just like I don't know. I wouldn't enjoy sleep any longer. And that's the one thing I have in life <laughs> that I enjoy.
1: Yeah, I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> not doing any of that. Yeah. That was a really good one, Shy.
0: Thanks, Shan. Ooh. It was my first haunting story. My first, I guess, haunting story.
1: Yeah. Good job, Shy.
0: Thanks, Shan. If you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us
1: on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's
0: you, you are underscore doing, underscore doing underscore fine underscore, fine underscore okay, OK underscore pod. pod.